What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. It's Jazz Talk. It is I, Who Transcript Man, at Who Transcript Man, at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, or the IG, as the kids call it. Um, uh, and I am here with um, uh, the 69. Go to this at 69, or at Dragon Squatch. Nice. What's up, uh, Logan Cox? Logan. Yeah, we should definitely mix it up and just really confuse people again as to right. who belongs to who. Exactly. So. I, ch- I changed my name to a Christmas name, and people loved that. Not only because it was hilarious, but because I'm, uh, you know, it wasn't very juvenile. So, as as I tend to be, I really hate that trend that's taking place. But yours really got me. You're the exception. <laughs> you are the exception to the rule. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I never do it. I never do. And then, like one day, I'm like, oh, that would be a fun Christmas name. I guess I should change it just uh, just to show people how hilarious I am. So you should keep it forever. Honestly, it's never oh, changed. I probably, I actually might not just because, you know, it's just a lot of, you have to go click on it and then change it. So it's going to be there past the new year. I, I almost guarantee it. So, um, um, but your doppelganger, go, this is 49, um, is recovering from Shrek's giving maybe, or, um, uh, I, I think he's actually, um, preparing for work. So, um, uh, we're going to let him sleep and get ready to protect, um, whatever princesses, uh, countries, um, uh, princesses he's protecting this week. So. Yeah, I've heard I've heard he's been working on his martial arts, so he's oh. <laughs> uh, he's looking he's looking to do some damage. Yeah, go 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 check out your Twitter feed. To... Yeah, the thing is the thing about Shrek's giving is it, it's a lot of it's a lot like some of the STDs. Like the the side effects don't kick in for a while. So while we're almost you know a good two to three weeks out, he's he's probably finally getting the the Shrek's giving hangover. So <laughs> you know yeah. that's 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 a little that's a little something too for the kids yeah. who who think that they're clean. Some of those. Just do a little research on the interwebs. You'll be you'll be terrified. All uh, right, he, yeah, he's doing um, he's doing a bunch of kicks into the garage and and doing TikToks to them. So go check go check it out. Go the distance forty nine. Uh, yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, Mister Mister Logan here. Um, gotta say, uh, we got a request. We don't usually get requests, so I, I gotta thank um uh, at the fit pastor underscore uh, AJ, um, a friend of the pod here, um, who tweeted at us and was like, "Hey, NBA preview," and um, while I appreciate 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 the uh, the the tweet, um, I am also like, eh, you know, I don't I don't know. It's the NBA. Like I talked about that late that where I think the Lakers are the number one team. There's 28 other teams or 27 other teams, you know, behind them, and then the two teams are who are just like the worst, and so or trying to be the worst at least. And so I'm just like, yeah, like a lot of teams are just all the same. A lot of teams are like, cool. Yeah, but they're good. They're, you know, they don't, they don't um, uh, instill a lot of fear, in me, including the Jazz. Like, they're good. If everything works out well, they can be great. But, you know, things have to break the right way. You know, things just have to break the right way in the NBA. And uh, it sucks. Like, it, it, it goes for the Lakers, too. Like, if the Lakers have a catastrophic, catastrophic injury at the wrong time, you know, that that's it. You know, what are they going to do? So, I don't know. How, how do you feel about NBA previews? Or, like, what was, do you feel about talking about the NBA at, in, at, you know, a week before it starts? Was that, was that AJ, was AJ, like, asking to be on? Was that, did you, did you misread that? Was he like, hey, can I come on and talk NBA preview? And you just took it as, I hate this topic, and. Oh, uh, maybe I should, I should have, I, I could have asked. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, it very well could have been. Yeah. Could have been, yeah. could have been, been subbing AJ in for go to distance. I need, 49. Yeah, I, I need to, I need to hire a producer so they can take care of these things for me. Like, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pretty, I'm just a pretty face on the radio. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, no, the West, the West, the Western Conference is all that matters to me. I mean, I, I the East, the East does its own thing, but uh, all right. So as, as far as NBA preview go, I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to to work my way through how I think that will work out. Okay, so uh, I'm, uh, I mean, the, 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 I, mean, I, I mean, it's Milwaukee, and then sure. and then and then all the rest, right? The I guess the the Giannis stuff is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty yeah, interesting, that's pretty big, right? Yeah, um, as, we're, as we're thumbing through topics to, to discuss, that's a, I mean, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that, but that's a big win for the small markets. Huge win for the small markets. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a, um, so I'll, I'll be contrarian here in just a second, but yeah, like I said the same thing, like, oh, great. A small market team keeps a mega superstar, like a, a top five player in the NBA. Wow. That's, that's nice. Um, and so be contrarian here, though, like, I'm a, like, what James Harden is doing to the Rockets is awful for the NBA. A guy who signed an extension is supposed to be there for at least what three more years, um, and is trying to force his way out three more years before his contract is, is is over for a problem that he himself probably caused. So, um, you know, but by by asking to get certain players there, forcing certain players out, like um, uh, he had a lot of power in in that organization, and he created this mess, and then he's trying to leave. Um, you know, so this player empowerment like this part this this does bother me the hardest stuff does bother me like at first like whatever like let him do what he's gonna do but for a guy who you know the rockets in all accounts have done pretty much everything right um they they got all the players that he wanted they 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 put a lot they they changed systems for him they did what they did and they just couldn't get over the hump and he's not taking any of the blame for that and now he wants to like jump ship to somewhere else um how do you feel about i i mean I don't know. I have no idea where where to go from there. You know? No, I mean, I I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't like Harden. I don't like the Rockets either. I mean, so to be to, to, to for me to watch it burn is something that I enjoy because I just want it to be a, a massive train wreck. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 player empowerment is is a is a tricky one, and I don't know. I'm not entirely sure where I fall on it. There was, you know, obviously being a Jazz fan and watching what Williams did to us. You know, there was probably a moment in time where I was very much, you know, you know, you got to put your foot down. You've got to. You know, you've got to you've, you've got to make the players, you know, be held accountable to some degree. And, and if you've got a contract, you've got a contract. But it just seems as though the NBA and I, and I think that um, it's probably, in my opinion, LeBron, like the one when we do the goat argument and talk about things that have changed. I think that's the biggest thing LeBron James has changed. He's put he's put the, the power back in the players hands, unlike any sport that's really taking place right now. I mean, football is absolutely terrible as to how that works and how much, how little power they have. Baseball's got a decent amount, but really, the NBA is just—he's reset how you do it. And that was—he spent all the first few years in Cleveland wasting away to nothing, and then realized, you know what, we're going to change this thing up. And he's—you know—it keeps them accountable. And you you see those—you see those ripple effects. You see the the Durant and Kawhi in the offseason are only signing two and three-year deals because they want to make sure they've got that flexibility, that ability to move. Right. Um, Harden is a whole different animal. You're right. I, you know, I didn't think about it all that much because I was just so happy to watch turmoil there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, but you're right. They, they did. They catered everything to him. They gave him everything he wanted. They moved, they shipped players in and out. Uh, and he just still chose to be, you know, kind of pout and want his way out, which I, you know, in that case, I, I, I don't, I don't know what they do because when I was listening to like the low post, when he had Tim McMahon on there, when this thing first broke, you know, this stuff, when when is a situation when a player has put this out there that they've ever not ended up being traded, and I can't think of a situation where it hasn't worked right. out. Uh, and this so is they, the this is the first time I've, I've I've seen a player do it with so many years left. I was like, Anthony Davis did it with two sort of, uh, but they still traded him in the last year of his contract. And with Harden, he's still got a bunch of contract left. So, 
Yeah, and he turned down his fifty million a year, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's different mentalities, and I think that even Houston's a, a significantly larger market than Milwaukee too. But um, it was it was it was refreshing to see that. He seems like he's a, a little bit of a different dude. And every once in a while, you get you get a guy who's a little bit different. Um, so it was it was it was it was cool to see that. It's not to say if it doesn't go sideways, he doesn't pull the same trick in a couple of years. But yeah, that's um, that's what I was getting I, to. I was, is that somebody? I was really surprised ahead, to see him. I, I was really surprised to see him sign it. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't anticipate him signing it. Um, you know, uh, I, I I was I was more convinced that Rudy would sign one before he did. <laughs> uh, and, and and I'm still not sure what where where that part goes. And it's it is interesting because. Uh, you know, I did. I did read the, the the Dan Clayton article that he put out that a lot of people read, read and retweeted, and it was it was really good about you. Essentially saying that no matter how good you think Rudy Gobert is, he's even better than that. Um, and for and for me, it was nice because you guys you guys do this and you guys pointed it all out before. But he pointed he laid the money out very clearly to me to where I had to go back. It was easy just to read it as it's all there. So really, at the end of the day, super max or max or not, Rudy can't get. You know, it's you know probably six or seven million if he if he goes somewhere different short but i mean he really can't he would really have to be upset and leave you know what i mean like he, they, <laughs> no one can give it no one i i know it's not breaking news and no one can give him more money i understand that part but even what other teams can offer maybe you know it's just it was it was really interesting to see those numbers lined up and i think the most anyone could give him in free agency is like four years 144 and we could give him you know, we can give him all kinds of things, but even on our low end, it'd be five and like one fifty. So it was, it was when I, when I saw those two like next to each other, it is, it is, it was just I don't know, eye opening to me because right, it just it even proved even more that when these guys leave, they really are just determined to get the hell out because they mm-hmm. they they, but it hasn't really mattered. That's they they designed a system to try to keep players in those markets, but have they ever stayed? Besides Giannis, yeah. has anyone ever stayed? And, and this is and this goes back to Gordon Hayward, right? Gordon Hayward left a lot of money on the table and went to Boston, um, hoping that he would. And, he, and obviously, he eventually cashed in even more in, with Charlotte. But a lot of these players, like Harden, LeBron, um, those guys also have the endorsement deals on the side, right? Where they just make you know a ton of other money that's on top of their NBA contract, right? Um, and with Rudy, um, I'm glad that we brought this uh, up. Um, uh, with Rudy. Um, it's a little bit different, uh, uh, because I, I mean, so Logan, let me ask you this question. Um, what do you think MBA contracts? And this is obviously both the answer is both. Do you think MBA contracts are geared more to paying you for your past success or paying you for what they think is going to give going to give you in the future? I mean, I, I do, I do think it's like you said, both. But I think it's, I think it, I would call it seventy-five twenty-five and seventy-five percent being um, paying you for what you're going to become. Right. Because, uh, because I mean, you, I mean, I, yeah, it may even more than maybe eighty twenty. Because a lot of these guys who get these max contracts haven't earned them yet. They sign them on potential. Hayward mm-hmm. had not been a max worthy player when he got his. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I hate to keep dumping into other sports. This is a basketball podcast, but really. Baseball pays you on previous achievements. Football is what can you do for me now? Uh, but you know, basketball very much a, a lot of times is based upon what you what they think you can become, and that's why you again, as in true Rudy fashion, like everything that it is Rudy, it's just a little bit different with him, you know, to where it almost feels like it is more of a fifty fifty split or maybe even a sixty forty in the other direction, because he is, you know, he I, I, the the big man is always a little tricky and. By the time that contract winds down, he may or may not be, you know, producing at that level. No one has those concerns. No, no one has those concerns when they sign these, 
these other players to the max deals. They don't really worry about it, barring some catastrophic injury that they're going to not earn their money, especially in being only what four and five year deals. So yeah, right. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy's a little special. I don't know. What, what are your, what are your thoughts? I think, I, I think it's like, the thing is that like the players obviously say, well, I've here are my past achievements that I've reached. Right. We've talked about that. Like, Oh, I, I did all this stuff. This is what I deserve to earn. And an NBA franchise will look at that and be like, all right, you're right. And some NBA franchises will give them out. And so like, like DeMarcus Cousins had gotten to that point, right? Where he was supposed to get a Supermax from Sacramento. And they decided he wasn't worth it. That's why they shipped him out before his Supermax contract was eligible. Um, well, before they would have to give him one. You know, that that's just one example. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It is it's probably yeah, 80, 20, 75, 25 is, is probably the numbers. I don't, yeah, I, I, I think it was mostly for future um, uh, uh, accomplishments. Uh, but it is interesting because, like, you have to have these great past accomplishments. And I, I'm going to I'm going to list off some names for you here, Logan. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, before we do that real quick, but we're, we're only talking about the Supermax because the Supermax right, right, right. is the only one that's tied to specific accolades, right? Like first team. Uh-huh. MVPs, defensive players. So, I mean, see, see, and in, in my mind, like, so if you're talking about supermax, then, then yeah, it is a little bit more com, you know, a, a, a more level combination of past accomplishments. But in my mind, I was thinking just maxes in general, right? Right. Just max, not, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking supermax. Excuse me. So. Yeah, yeah, and also supermax is different because supermax is wouldn't be quite on that seventy-five, uh, you know, scale. It's probably closer to getting sixty forty, just because. Oh, you have to. I think. You have to have achieved. You had to have achieved something, which is hoping you're projecting it forward. But sometimes you can't lock it in. When I was going seventy or eighty, I'm thinking of max, just straight maxes, because oh. so many times those maxes are just given to potential, right? By Michael Red theory, I'm never going to let that go. <laughs> Michael Red will always stand out in my mind. The first guy I realized I should never have gotten that that money. Well, uh, yeah. I was thinking Supermax because I'm a Rudy, you know, is this, I mean, cause so, so here are the players, right. With the, the Supermax that are, so yeah. So in a, a sentence or less, you tell me if this is a good Supermax contract, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. Uh, Stephen Curry. Oh, that's tricky. Um, at the time. Yes. Okay. Now, not so much. Really interesting. All right. Damian Lillard. Yes. James Harden. Unfortunately, yes. Russell Westbrook. No. John Wall. No. Rudy Gobert. No. Yeah. It, 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 it pains me to say that, but right. no. And I, I probably agree with you on that most part. And like, I, I understand Rudy's camp going, because this is where I think the Supermax is more based on, because like to reach Supermax, you have to reach, you're like, I think you're going to reach that level consistently for the next four at least three years because we're paying you for four or five years of really outrageous money um and so and and we we look at like what happened with westbrook and wall and like what it did to the franchises and even like like so damon lillard who may you know he probably does look at that franchise though like portland is going to be very nice probably very good but another team that things have to just fall a lot of right ways for them to do well and like they're good like they're great like they're, they're probably a perennial playoff team every year. Um, even them, uh, I mean, last year they had all these injuries and they still made the playoffs uh, because Damian Lillard's that good because the core they put around him is still good enough, but like just not good enough to win a championship, right? Like we, we you know, we just don't think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be a title contender for the next three or four years while that Damian Lillard contract's on there. Yeah, um, Damian Dame is an interesting point because as I said, yes, I hesitated a little bit afterwards uh-huh. because you know I started to 
because I think I think a big a huge part of and you and Jared have been great about pointing this out. A huge part of whether you give the supermax is your market size. Um, yep. And 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 Portland, you're you're right. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't give it to to how he you can't give it to him. He's definitely worth it. But again, that if if you can't make it work in Portland, can it work anywhere? Yeah. So that's you know conventional wisdom is conventional wisdom. But if you're not playing on a balanced on a balanced a balanced playing field, I don't know if you can, you can go that way. The only thing that would make, perhaps give me cause to pause with Portland is 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 who is it that owns Portland? Is Portland still owned by the one of the the Microsoft the, guy, right? Yeah, one of the Bill Gates. Microsoft, uh, so, uh, Allen, right? Whatever his name, yeah, Allen, yeah, Paul Allen, Seahawks. George yeah. Allen, yeah, Paul George, uh, <laughs> Grayson, Jeff, Jeff George, um, but the, yeah, but uh, but Portland's never really played around in that though. That's kind of interesting because you know he's got money, even though it's Portland. That guy has some cash, but Portland never comes up as someone who's. That's weird. <laughs> now, now, my, now my mind, now my mind is swimming in all kinds of places because right. he should, he should. I don't know if he has Balmer money, but he sh- theoretically. We got some money to burn, but Portland yeah. never really Portland never really does it. Why is Portland not, not, not today, Logan? A... Not today, all right. The the Jazz yeah. have a billionaire owner now, all right. So we can't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, no crush the hopes that having a billionaire owner um, <laughs> makes you a, a title contender. Okay. Yeah, that's it's just it's just a just now now I'm spinning in circles. I'm like, why is Portland never in the mix? Uh, you know, they, they were one of the they because were one it's of hard. The progr- it's it's, pro- it's so difficult. Progressive, yeah, one of the progressive states to, uh, you know legalize some of the the activities that many right. many folks like to partake in so i i, I want to do some research on this like portland is a team that if you look at the past like even from the 2000s on have probably been in the playoffs 85 90 percent of the time have been really good um uh, you know it's because they went from um uh, uh roy aldridge you know lillard all these eras right they've always been really good but they've never gotten over the hump and is that bad? Is like, is that a bad, cause like the jazz could, you know, conceivably if you go from the 2010s could be that team going, Oh, we're really good for 20 ish years, but just never over the hump. And I don't, I, I don't know if that's bad or good. Like Portland, I, I can't, Portland, Portland is the greatest comp to the jazz that really exists. Oh yeah. You know, based upon, based upon market size and success runs of success, typically, you know, pretty, you know, pretty well, uh, under the radar almost every single year. Um, no, Portland's the easiest one to comp and compare to the Jazz. Um, Never really it, making bad roster moves, like maybe a few here and there, but always in good, like salary cap standing, uh, getting yeah. the same type of agents. Yeah, typically solid. Weird, weird, super bizarre thing. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know why we're talking about the Blazers, but uh, this, but the the uh, I saw a little snippet. Maybe it was an article or a blessing. It was training Brandon Roy gave his blessing to let Carmelo wear number seven, which I found interesting. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> so Brandon Roy must've been real cult hero status. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, and, and he was great, but that was weird that he was, it was, it was enough to where he could, he could dictate that. So there again is another good Utah you jazz comparison that you yeah. that were idolizing guys that probably, you know, not his fault injury cut him off, but there, there wasn't a, <laughs> he got the Gail Sayers treatment, I guess. Who's, who's, who's more of a cult the, hero? Um, Brandon Roy in Portland or Derrick Rose in Chicago? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah food for thought, right? <laughs> that's a good one. I, I would yeah. say, I, I, if we're going to go Colt here, I'm going to still go with yeah, Brandon Roy. Right. I mean, because we, Rose has yeah, yeah. yeah, and, and Rose is still around, kicking to yeah. some degree. So. <laughs> um, so, Logan, so real quick, let's let's finish on the Rudy Gobert point here. Like, So, we are recording this. Um, uh, there's five days left before the, the Jazz can do the Supermax. Um, and 
you know, the you know, per Jazz Twitter, doom and gloom, if it doesn't happen by the 21st, the Jazz still have options. Go read the Salt City Hoops uh, article by Dan Clayton if you you want to come off the cliff like um, uh, like Logan said. Um, but I will say, you know, it does. I'll probably say there's a 50-50 chance that Rudy could leave if the extension isn't signed by the 21st. Um, because like there's a lot of other things, you know, we talked about, there's the motion. I, David Lott talked about in his podcast that I, I heard, I, I didn't listen. Um, I heard through Twitter. I didn't listen to the podcast, I should say. Um, but like there's the motions that are involved. And, um, like we said, Rudy's a prideful guy. And, and again, at some point, when does like five to 7 million make a difference? Do you think like it was, when, when Hayward left, I said the same thing, like, well, he could sign for you know twenty ish million less for some other team, but when you're making a hundred fifty sixty plus, when does that make a difference? You know, like obviously it's, it's still a lot of money, but also when is when do you have enough money that you're comfortable leaving money on the table? You think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it could be argued once you hit that range and that stratosphere because they do it and they've done it and people continually done it. Because uh, when you get when you get players of the tier of, of Hayward not sticking around, then then really it doesn't matter as much to them or they figure they're going to recoup it at some point anyways. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it, it really is just someone who wants to leave. Right. So I, I, under, I'm not saying it's, it, yeah, the five to seven may not change that much for him. But at that point, what I'm saying is you can get the same amount of money. So let's just call it a wash. Let's call it a five to seven. Doesn't matter. Right. 140, 150 is the same thing, but that, that just means you're, you want to leave a situation you're familiar with and had success in just because you don't want to be there. And, and again, I know everyone gets this and I'm really late to the party because I disappeared during the Hayward time because I never really liked Hayward anyways. But um, it was you really have to not want to be around. And, and that's the part with Rudy that I have a hard time seeing and, and believing. I understand he's prideful. I understand he has a chip on his shoulder and that's why, he, you know, he wears his 27, why he does a lot of the things he does. But he but but he's also like he's also pretty like self-aware, too. And he's he's he, he, he and I know that after the COVID stuff that one of the articles did seem very much self-reflective. And I think he is like that. And that's what I think at some point, even if he's bothered or hurt, you know, no one can give him more money. And, and so, I mean, that, that, I don't know. It's just, you know, perhaps I'm holding out hope that Quinn Snyder has the same effect on him that Brad Stevens had on, or even, I guess now Michael Jordan had on Gordon Hayward. Uh, (laughs) Because, because I mean, that's the part I keep forgetting about is, is essentially Quinn has made Rudy. And that's all there is to it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he hasn't worked and he hasn't put the time and effort in, but a bunch of people could have taken that guy and just kind of essentially shuffled him to the side. My, you know, my stepdad, Doug, is always huge on player and system and, and making sure those two sync up. And there's never been a more beautiful synchronization of, of, of player and coach than what Quinn built and established for Rudy. He can bust his ass and do it all he wants. If he's playing for a team like the Rockets, his, his ceiling was always Quinn Capella. It doesn't matter what he does, right? But um, I don't know. I guess I guess I hold on to hope for that. But then again, I wasn't around to watch the Hayward situation. I don't know during that time if Hayward was was he out saying the things that he wants to be around. And he wants to win championships in Utah. Or was he just pleading the fifth? I don't have any yeah. any, any reference yeah. points. He was pleading the fifth, or he was saying he wants to be here. Uh, I think I'm a. If you if we take revisionist history, we look back at it, we go, oh yeah, he was actually not saying what we, we thought he wanted to say, but yeah, it was mostly, it was kind of like when um, Urban Meyer was in, at the University of Utah, right? And it's a shame that Jared's not here because he would love that reference. Um, but like Urban Meyer, like oh yeah, like you you can just kind of tell like 
when you look back at it, like, oh yeah, those are comments saying that he's about to leave. And so, you know. Yeah, Urban Urban Meyer and I, and I've realized this over the last couple of months on Twitter, that Urban Meyer and I both left the Utes at about the same time. I was a Utes fan, but I realize now I left a true love for the Utes when when they were when Urban left as well. Not because of Urban, but just they moved on to bigger, better things. And Pac-12, Pac-12 Utes and Ute fans are not the same as uh, – as as Mountain West and and Wack Utes, those are my guys. Keith Van Horn, the Long Socks, Richard Harris, <laughs> Alex uh, Smith, yeah. Go Broncos. <laughs> yeah, we still cheer. For, we still cheer for the Mountain West. I didn't realize the hate, the amount of hate the Utahns have for the state of Idaho is is very very interesting. But uh, you know, again, a topic for another day, I suppose. <laughs> Hitting the High Notes is an Unwrapped Sports Partner podcast. Check out the new live streaming show, Unwrap This, on Twitter. And follow Unwrapped Sports, at Unwrapped Sports, on Twitter and IG. By the way, that was um, uh, that was really nice shade that you threw at Hayward. Like you said something like, I'm a, a, a player of um, a Hayward's caliber leaving, <laughs> then anybody could leave. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the superstars busting out and leaving, but like that's when you know the system or mechanisms you put in place didn't work when the Jazz can't retain a Gordon Hayward. It's, it's all true. He, he is what he is. He's actually yeah. probably he, – he's closer to what I always thought he was. I don't always get it right. But uh, he definitely was one that I never really, I never really saw it. But uh, yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the Jazz, the Jazz dodged a bullet. And it's not just about what he's done now. But if we would have, we, we talk now about how just how, how we're, we're never going to be able to keep, not never, but the, it's doom and gloom of trying to keep Rudy and, and Donovan. Imagine if we still had some Gordon Hayward dangling over the top of us. So this would have been the last year. They could, they could have had Gordon, Gordon, Rudy and Donovan for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, like the funny thing. Is, so uh, we do a, you know, w- a professional podcast thing is that we kind of talk about what we want to talk about to give people an idea of what they want to say about the topics. We kind of just spaced the Rudy Gobert Supermax stuff, and then it just naturally came up, which was nice. So that, that worked out really well. Yeah, because no one's talked about that recently. So oh you know. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, bl- I, I I blame Damian Lillard. So er, yeah. I don't know. I, Blame, okay. blame, blame, blame Dame. Dropping dimes. All right, so we're going to go through the East. Like, you're very good at being succinct. So we're going to go through the East here. You just tell me what you think of this team. Like, You can say contender. You can say pretender. You can do whatever you want about this team. Um, uh, try to keep it PG because I don't want to do any editing. Uh, I'll do my best. I know, okay. I, I, know I, can't, I know I came with a jump a little aggressive with the STV, so I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Toronto. Uh, I would say middle of the pack, four okay. five. Philadelphia. They've got to be three ish. I actually, I actually, I actually kind of like some of the moves they've made. I really do. I think that Doc is. I think well, I think Doc Rivers is can be an overrated coach at times. I think he is the right fit, and I, I do like some of the changes they've made this year. They've got some some interesting pieces to try to supplement uh, some of the, the the weaknesses they had last year. I, I I do like them. I think they're two. I think they're top three. Okay, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to circle back to the 76ers, um, uh, one of the Jazz many, many arch rivals they have. Um, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn tricky. I would probably put them, I know a lot of people want to put them top three. Um, I, I, I don't know, I could put them either maybe, jeez, oh, I don't know. They could, they, could be, they could be top two. But then they could, I, I'm going to put them four. Let's just say four. I okay. think that Kyrie, Kyrie, I did watch that little, did you see that little like, 
I don't know what social media thing it was, but it was like it was Durant and Kyrie. It was it was AJ who tweeted it out. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah, and, I avoided it, but I saw people comment on it. I'm like, I'm like, I, do I care about do I care about spending this minute watching this Kyrie clip? And you, I you, it was definitely worth it because Kyrie's essentially like already like sabotaging things, and Durant's like, no, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> like you're not gonna go post up and play point center Mark Jackson style. Uh, so I don't. I, from all indications, Durant looks really good. So, uh, so I don't, the, 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 the Kyrie effect could put them somewhere between two. Okay. They're, 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 they're kind of like the clip. They're like the Clippers in my mind. They could be top two, but then if 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 they're also a very fragile two, yeah, in my mind. So it's uh, it's a little tricky. All right, all right. Uh, I, I'm just going by ESPN's like preseason rankings right now. Or not rankings, like standings. So this is a weird order. Chicago. Uh, Chicago is is uh, eight if everything breaks right for them. Which is, I guess, good for them right now. So yeah. uh, Knickerbockers of New York. Oh, geez, terrible, terrible. Yeah, just some, uh, just terrible. I don't even deserve a number. Terrible. Okay, <laughs> the Hawks. Uh, I, you know, I, I I've been drinking the the Zach Lowe Kool Aid. I think they cracked the playoffs this year. Done. Uh, the Cavaliers. Oh, they're down there with the Knicks. Um, uh, if if Real McCoy thing. listens, and I, I don't think she listens, but um, uh, uh, do you think Kevin Love comes to Utah at any point? Uh. Oh, no, never. He, he will never come to Utah. And uh, Anton Jameson ain't walking through that door. Bottom no. of the barrel. <laughs> actually, we should say Kevin Love will never come to the Jazz. He, he probably he comes to Utah a lot, actually. So he will never come to the Jazz. That's what he wants. Yeah, to say. we'll we'll get him like in like the Gugliotta years where like it's just not he's not good anymore. And you're like, oh yeah, we finally got Kevin Love, but then it's, That's it's not really. Yeah, it's it's Tom Gugliotta, and some for some some reason somehow. Uh, Kevin Love appears with a really bad barbed wire tattoo around his arm, and it's just, it's <laughs> just it doesn't work out well. Yeah, be sure to tag her in the tweet for this. So, all right, um, uh, the Pistons. Uh, Pist- no, Pistons are terrible too. They should be terrible. I, I feel like they should be. I, they, they made some weird moves. Let's go get five power forwards. All right, so, or and centers. So, um, the Orlando little the Mad- l- l- little little foreshadowing when we dig into McDice's nugget pouch at the end. It's got some. Nice. It's got some Detroit connections and some, you know. I do that's like all that. I'll say for now. <laughs> that's a, that's the way that the in, in the in the uh, the world be, uh, in whatever world we're in, entertainment world. Uh, that's uh, that's called a tease. So okay, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't speak media. <laughs> Orlando Magic. Uh, playoff team. Playoff team, good. I mean, this our playoff team or like so bad that they decided to trade Aaron Gordon for like picks. Uh, yeah. they, they could do, I swear Aaron Gordon's been on the block forever and never ends up getting traded. So, um, so he's a weird, like they like him, but they also like, he doesn't do enough for them to love him. So he's yeah, always right. coming to Utah too, right? He's always a popular, yeah, right, right. Nobody's coming to Utah ever again now. Um, the Boston Celtics, uh, top three. Okay. So we got two of the top three so far. Uh, the Washington wizards uh, with Russell Westbrook and, uh, Bradley Bale. That's really weird. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they've got. A, I think they've got potential to be a playoff team for all of what Westbrook does. Uh, yeah, I think. I think they can get themselves in the playoffs as much as Westbrook can be a, a challenging individual. The East is very bad. The East um, is. I was gonna say the East. Remember, this is the East. Like being a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, that's, that's why I keep, I keep saying. I like that's why I even said Orlando. I mean, I'd, I'd probably right. question Orlando more too than than anything else. But right. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that Westbrook. 
Westbrook and Bill will be an interesting, you know, pairing. There'll be a lot of points scored, I think. So, yeah, I think they can make the playoffs. The Heat, the Miami Heat, what are they going to do after their finals run? I think they're going to end up, like, in exactly the same spot. You like know, the four-spot? Four yeah, middle of the pack. And yep. uh, was it on our podcast or was it somewhere else I heard where they were talking about they thought the Heat – I think it was – someone was saying they thought the Heat could have been fool's gold because of their military-like style environment they have. They were better suited for the bubble. And so it didn't bother them as much because – which was super ironic considering it's Miami. But I guess the, the Riley-Spolstra environment is very much like authoritarian – running suicides and all kinds of weird stuff. So plus I'm uh, the home court of vanish ish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, it goes the away. State advantage. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Um, they, got the, they, got, they got the Vegas golden Knights, uh, situation yeah. going on. The Raiders the haven't been able to capitalize on that. Oh, well the Raiders are the, the Raiders. So <laughs> uh, the pace, oh, let, the, the, let, let's take a uh, one 30 second clip for NFL talk here, like Derek Carr, right? Like we talked about, cause we were talking about like, uh, people and I were talking about, um, uh, what teams need quarterbacks. And they're like, and I said, the Raiders, like, you think the Raiders might like Derek Carr is the perfect quarterback to get you at eight and eight every year. Cause that's what the Raiders are. They're eight, eight every year. And Derek Carr is just that quarterback that will get you eight wins. Great. So you either need to be really bad or really good then or in almost any sport. So I was like, great, the Raiders just hit their ceiling every year. So I don't know. That's just my my rant. Derek Carr could make the second round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> uh the Indiana Pacers. Who who's coaching the Pacers? That's what's that's what's gonna tell me. The Pacers are okay. one that's come across many times and I don't even know who they hired. Um, if it was still McMillan, I would say they, they would find find a way to slot themselves in. There's some uncertainty with Oladipo, right? Uh, um, a little bit. Nate Bjorken. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. They, they almost seem they almost seem like a bit jazz and Portland like where they always seem to find their way in. Right. Um, so I think yeah, I think they, they they'll probably they, they they find their way into the playoffs in the East. I think it's either Orlando or Indiana. You don't, you're not going to get both those yeah. guys in. I, I yeah, I do, I, do, I do think that I do, I do think that it's, it's not as certain as it is in some years, right? Like, I think it's a little more jumbled in the bottom with some young Eastern talent that, you know, they, they have they a might rough just blow stretch. It up. Go, go see if they could trade Turner and uh, Old Depot for something and build around some bonus in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number one. Number one? Okay. I mean, I mean, the, the moves, do you think they. Like um, some people have said, they made some pretty good moves, but like they still have the same problems they did, you know, the last couple of years. And unless Giannis develop, develops, you know, I don't know. Yeah, That's I mean, just, I, I still, I think, I mean, I, I think that Drew Holiday's an upgrade over Bledsoe. I mean, some people, some of the analytics on Bledsoe are pretty like god awful, right? Uh, it could it could go either way. It depends on who you ask, really. So yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tricky part. But I I, I think that Drew's an upgrade over over yeah. uh, over Bledsoe. But yeah, I don't think it was as much. If they got Bogdanovich, they would be a lot better because like they were gave up nothing to get Bogdanovich, uh, essentially. So, um, yeah, it, it's still, interesting. Still, that still, still weird how that shook out. I'm still not entirely sure what did or didn't happen. Um, uh, I mean, I've listened to a couple podcasts, uh, Zach Lowe mainly, and and really it comes down to the NBA screwed the Bucks because like, yeah, all that stuff happens. We we all know what happens, and then it then another team was like, hey guys, like there's no way this should happen. So the NBA came down on the Bucks, even though every single team does what the Bucks did. And, um, yeah, so it kind of screwed the Bucks, And because there's no way, like, even if the report comes out and, like, they find nothing, there's no way the Bucks can sign them at that point. Plus, the, the window started closing um, very quickly. 
you know, that it was, you know, we only had like a day to, to, you know, make those. And so, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks and I, you know, it is what it is, you know, um, no, sorry. No, no, you said, you said, what well, if just, if Giannis gets better, well, he tends to get better every year, but right. Milwaukee went out second round this year to two, twice, two years in a row. Oh, so they went out second round of the year before that too. With, uh-huh. with Toronto. They, even, yeah, they have not been to the Eastern Conference finals with Giannis yet. So interesting. It is interesting. You know, that's another yeah. that's another discussion. Um, the and then your favorite team, the Charlotte Hornets, led by um, uh, New Mello and uh, Elder Hay- Haywood. Yeah, but El- he's going to lead them to the promised land uh, <laughs> for forty million dollars. He break a finger today or something? He did break a finger today? Yeah, I would put him. In, I I don't. I'd put him in the same mix down there with the uh, Atlantas, the right, right, right. Orlando's. The, you know, there's there's Pacers. a chance. That, yeah. yeah, depending on how things break, they could. Get themselves into the playoffs because they've got to feel they've got to put. I mean, someone has to make the playoffs. So your top four ish, or your your four that you think have championship aspirations in the East are Philadelphia, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee, and Boston. Um, who do you think? Who do you think makes it out of that group? Who who's going to the finals? I I, I don't know. I think it's, I think seventy six. That's a great question. I think you were. I think you were circling around this, and you were kind of beating around the bush. You think the 76ers are definitely? Like, they might be the third seed, but are probably getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, yeah. I'm not putting. I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. This is what I get the sense from you. If I'm going to be a psychic here. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Why not? Let's just go with the Sixers. Let's yeah. go with the Sixers, and we'll, we'll even let Giannis get to the Western Conference Finals this time, right? Because that that can still happen. The Western? Oh so, wow. Oh, oh, Eastern. Yeah, even Western. They trade. They trade to the Lakers. <laughs> they trade him to the Memphis Grizzlies, and he teams up with John Morant. And JJJ, yeah. Yeah, JJJ, one of the ugliest uh, shots we've ever seen. <laughs> well, the, the Western's going to be, the Western Conference is much more fun than the Eastern Conference. Lots to say so, but you have a little more time here. Um, we don't even have to talk about playoffs, like, just, like, tell us, like, like I don't know, let's, let's talk about ceilings or, like, where we think this guy's can go if everything goes right or if most things go right or if most things go badly. Let me right give you now, my top. Let me let me give you my top eight because okay. if I scratch if I scratched it down in my book, I want it to be in here. Okay. okay. So I'm go I'm going eight. I'm going with the Pelicans. Okay. Uh, seven. I'm going with Golden State. Oh, nice. The Phoenix Suns at six. Okay. And here's where things get a little bit. Well, that, those last three were a little bit weird too. The Denver Nuggets at five. Okay. The Dallas Mavericks at four. Okay. The Utah Jazz at three. Ooh. So and people just creep over that. I know that's that's how I win that. That's how I win their hearts over. Okay, I got the Clippers at two and the okay. Lakers at one. I almost this is what's even more ridiculous. Like I, the Clippers are an enigma to me because I was like the Clippers have to be two or they have to miss the playoffs. Oh, because it, very very, and, and I think the same thing could be said. I, the same similar theory to my my Nets theory. The problem is that the, the the East is so bad that it wouldn't have to be as dramatic. But I think the Clippers hit the same spot they did last year. Or they just it completely melts down. The 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 chemistry, the the Paul George effect will be interesting to see. I I also just wonder too with Kawhi, like he seems to be like he seems to be like doing the Benjamin Button like rapidly, right? Like or that's a I don't know. You know how how old he got so fast, but 
it was uh, that's not like the greatest reference, but either way, he, he's no, like, it's the exact opposite he, of the Benjamin Button. Yeah, it's a, it's a, exa- yeah, exactly the opposite. He's like Benjamin Button as a baby. Well, yeah, Benjamin Button as a baby, like he's yeah, a baby, but he's old. It doesn't make any sense. I love uh, and, and 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 I don't know how the schedule goes, but it's I mean they're obviously going to probably be compacting a lot more games. This is a quick turnaround. He's not getting the same rest he had from the year before. I think you see a lot of a lot of a lot more even sitting of Kawhi. And that could be that 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 it, it seemed to be okay in Toronto. They seemed to understand it, but it it didn't seem to go over too well in the locker room in LA, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they they had a lot more. Um, uh, like Toronto was just like so, like just just help us win, please. And the Clippers, you know, for a team that's never really won anything, did not have the same um, uh, response to that. So, understanding, yeah, I think, yeah. Clippers either go two or they just completely fall out. Okay, I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry. Finished. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I'm I'm finished. Yeah, um, I am. I would I would root very hard for the Clippers to uh, to um, uh, uh, fall out of that because then you have Kawhi definitely bolting, Paul George stuck there, um, and an older Paul George. I don't think um, leads a playoff team in the West. So, um, uh, and, and please Kawhi, just go East. Like we need more of these players to go East, please. My goodness gracious. Like, I know it's cold there, but damn. Like, yeah, Kawhi did us such a huge favor by not joining up and joining the Lakers super team. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's just, he's just, he's a strange, again, not breaking news, a strange player. And not just because of his personality, but like the, he seems to have, it seems to be like the parts are falling off in front of our eyes, right? Like right. it doesn't seem to be the, the, the load management doesn't seem to be a joke. It seems to have to be part of how they get him through it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's just so strange. It just really is weird. He had that uh, weird, whatever like injury he had that nobody knew. Like, I, don't, I don't even know if I could like tell you what the injury is that he had um, in San Antonio or if it was fake or real, I have no idea. So there's just no information on it. Maybe maybe he's dying. I don't know. <laughs> so someone needs um, to put old someone needs to put old poor Kawhi back together again. All right. So um, uh, again, you went Lakers, Clippers, Jazz at three. The Jazz would have to get that third seed um, uh, without tying anybody because you know if the Jazz tie one, two, or three of these teams, they're going to lose every tiebreaker. So uh, Luca, Luca, the Dallas Lucas at four, Denver at five for the Nugget Patch, Phoenix at six. Golden State at seven, New Orleans at eight. So let's go through some of these teams that didn't make your playoffs and tell me if you disagree with uh, any of the assessments. Memphis, not exactly going for a draft pick, but they're, you know, JJJ's injured. They made a good run last year. They're just going to try to go out there, let Jaw go out and, and, and develop and just let the chips fall where they like. They, they won't be the worst team, but they'll be like, they, they won't be near the playoffs. They'll probably be like the 10th team in the West or something like that. 10th or 11th team in the West. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they come out of the gates hot and give their their fans false hope, and then as 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 the grind wears on and, and things start to really matter, much like last year, they start to to trail off a bit. So I I agree. That's also a tricky spot to be in too. That's like one of the worst spots to be in in the NBA is is yeah. on the fringe a uh, fringe. But I guess if you're building around two young guys, yeah, it doesn't uh, matter as much. Like I'm like you still have hope. That's the thing. You have hope that these guys will get more experience. You're gonna get more draft picks. Yeah, so there's hope there in Memphis. So not too bad. OKC, you know, obviously we 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 all figure what their their game is is you know go get draft picks, trade yeah, all you guys. When you said it was one through twenty eight with twenty nine and thirty, not trying. Obviously OKC is in that twenty nine thirty range, right? 
not trying. Yeah, they're just not gonna. They're, not, they're like, hey, we got a couple wins. Cool. Our hope is we're gonna get as many draft picks as possible and make our draft pick better. And this, you know, so that that's that's where that is. Here's this is what is interesting, right? Houston, because we don't know what happens with uh, Harden, and it looks it looks really bad right now. Um, I don't know where Harden's gonna go because he he might go to the Nets. We even talk about him go, might go, might going to the Nets, but I mean the Rockets. If you're the Rockets and there's three years. Like everyone's like, oh, you can trade him wherever you want, but that's not true because teams aren't going to trade for a guy that's not going to play for you. Teams aren't going to trade for Harden if he says, "I'm not playing for you," right? And he just he's shown that he's not playing for the Rockets. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's the, that's the greatest part of. I mean, not the greatest part; it's the I guess terrible part. But we we talked earlier about how when these guys demand a trade, they always end up being traded, and they, and they always end up end up being where they want to be. Yeah, because you're right. If he's unhappy in Houston and they trade him to Sacramento. <laughs> or somewhere else where they like the hall, he's going to pull the same stuff. So he's, he, they end up where they want to end up, which is, which is challenging and unfortunate. Um, it's it's a weird group of players they got. Like there was some highlights there. Right? It was because they've got John Wall and <laughs> John Wall, who's passed again. Yeah, if you, if you would have told if you would have told me there was a team that had John Wall, Boogie Cousins, and uh, James Harden, James Harden, like a couple of years ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're unstoppable. Why do we? Why is Boogie Cousins called Boogie Cousins? Where the hell does that come from? Mm. He he he's always snotty. I don't know. I have no idea. So that's a, that's a uh, hell of a kinder. I was gonna go booger and and, and nose nose <laughs> discharge too. Uh, uh, him and booger McFarlane hang out. Um, yeah, like I'm a, a terrible a, name. Yeah, I mean they got Christian Wood, um, uh, <laughs> Boogie Cousins, and yeah, like I mean if, if they lose Harden, yeah, then there's no reason for them. But they also don't have their own draft pick, so it's very it's it's all very weird and. Yeah, we'll see. So Houston is just one of those NAs because okay, say they keep Harden, are, are they a playoff team if they keep Harden? Like if if all of a sudden like tomorrow that Harden wake up and goes, you know what? I've been a jerk. Let's go. Let's go win some games. Let's go make the donuts. It's 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 very weird because I've I've gone down that road too. First of all, I don't think he'll do that. Uh, to to be to be completely honest, I don't think there's much of a chance that he sucks it up and does. Even if he's on the court, I could see him just being just a, a complete ruiner of things. But I did, I did I did do the thought activity of like what happens if he like suddenly decides he's at least going to play it out, and it's it's a, again three or four years ago we would have been excited about that trio, but I just can't. Again, depends on the conference. And then the Eastern Conference, they got a chance to make a run at it, but you're counting on two guys who've just been unfortunately just been completely ruined uh, with injuries the last two or three years, and and I don't think you can count as, as much as everything's Christian Wood is fantastic. James Harden does not have a history of making other players better around him. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how they can do it. Even if, the, even if they max those guys out, I just, I don't know that Cousins and Wall can play a full season, right? I, it just, I can't, I can't trust that. Okay, I can't trust it. Um, uh, can't do it. All right, so Sacramento. Uh, when you said the Grizzlies are are going to come out, um, win a couple games, and give their fans early hope, I just thought, oh, the Kings. It was what the Kings do every year. <laughs> the, King, yeah. the Kings give their their fans false hope in the first, you know, twenty games, and then I'm um, just you know, crap the bed. So the Kings didn't make them. Uh, the Kings are, are are they in that purgatory because they have young players, but they, they're not as young as John Morant and JJJ. Um, are are they in that purgatory where they just like are just super mediocre that they can't? Get great draft picks, and they can't um, uh, um, uh, get to the playoffs or make a yeah, run probably, in the playoffs. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. At first, I, I was I was having a hard time believing that the Grizzlies were, you know, something to be excited about when you put them side by side with 
Sacramento, I guess that's true. There is a lot. At least there's some excitement in Jaw, right? There's there's right. higher higher potential. And, yeah, Jaw is like Darren Fox is good, but Jaw Morant looks like he could be a perennial All Star. You know? Yeah, yeah. A second banana already. Well, so yeah, that's a difference. I guess Memphis has shown some signs of uh, you know competitiveness in the last decade. So not that the same people are still around, but yeah, no. <laughs> Sacramento's in a tough spot. That's a that's a weird. I mean, because what 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 do you get excited about with your Sacramento? Like, what is there to be excited about? They're saying it really is. Yeah, that's their ceiling. That 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 ceiling yeah. only achieved if everyone if there's a bunch of self destruction taking place in front of them. Yeah, I, so yeah, that's rough. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to be a Kings fan because I come. They, they do have they have Buddy Hill. They got De'Aaron Fox, uh, Marvin Bagley, who you know is always going to be connected with uh, Luca and Trey. Um, and it's hard because, like, I mean, they could they they could you know they they could make a good run like they did uh, two years ago, and almost make the playoffs. But like, they're not going to be a second round team ever uh, with that with that with that group. You know, they just don't they don't have it. Um, and I hope that doesn't come back to bite me because you know the end. It just sucks because like yeah, they're stuck. You know, De'Aaron Fox and um and Buddy Hill have max contracts, and Marvin Bagley could be good, but he's not going to be Luca. He's not going to be Trey. And yeah, that sucks. <laughs> their, their, their only hope is that Bronny James gets drafted by the Sacramento Kings. And oh boy, yeah, I hope so. The king, the king, go to the Kings. <laughs> um, Portland, you love Portland now in the top eight. I did. That was a tough one to squeeze out. That was, and, and I know that uh, that was enough. Well, that was, and I, I don't know. There's a lot of things at the bottom that could happen. I mean, the the Pelicans, in my mind, I think the NBA is bound and determined to make sure they get in there somehow. Um, gold, Golden State could slide out. I think it, it just seems weird to put Golden State at seven because it feels like if it, if it feels like they're on the fringe. I feel like that suddenly, you know, those those main pieces start sitting again and having you know sore hamstrings and injuries. Yeah, Portland was tough and and it is tricky. And I I just I know a lot of people are in love with like what they did on paper, quote unquote. But the core of their team is still the same as it's always been. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough to leave them out, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, they they, they went and got they went and got depth this year. They went and had the best off season, according to everybody. You know, national media was like, "Oh, this is the best off season we've seen this year." It is a uh, it is odd to hear you that you didn't put them in your in the playoffs. So I I do I had them as a playoff team because I think that Damiller and Cedar McCollum um, are a, a good enough to get you in that at least top eight. But they, you know, anywhere after, I don't know if they're going to win one playoff series or just get swept. I mean, that's the problem with that team. So yeah, it's um, tricky. I mean, they're they're definitely you know right there on the fringe because right? I think Golden State has the potential to fall out, and so does and Golden State. I may be completely wrong on, but if the Clippers fall apart, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, it, yeah, it's just, it's just so hard. But the, the the thing is about Portland is they've had that's always been not always, but for the last few years has been a big part. They're so deep. They got three centers. They got three guards, but. I, I get it. Pat him on the back. That's great. But like, who do they bring in? That was a game changer. Like it's still, like you said, Dame and CJ. And, uh, they, they got Rocco now, um, uh, power forward. They said they got, they brought Carmelo off the bench. Now, uh, John Col- or Zach Collins, uh, not John Collins, brother, Zach Collins is, is, is uh, look, look, look exactly the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nurchich, um, uh, and, uh, who they bring at center. I think that they, they got a pretty deep team. I, I think them, uh, but again, like, 
they could just get to the playoffs and that could just be it for them. I just don't see them as a title contender, which sucks, but um, yeah. they, they can reset. open COVID part two and get a huge reset. Otherwise they didn't have a chance at hell. So right, right, um, right, right. San Antonio. San Antonio is weird, old, right? right? Like, doesn't it feel weird to like, just like to, to see San Antonio and mentally like lump them in. Like they were like right there with the teams that just don't, Aldridge and Aldridge and Rosen are just some uh, like that's for the, they're, they're the anti Memphis like they're gonna be good they're gonna run everything they're gonna play hard but they're two stars you know Marcus is now you know older and just maybe he's still all star but like you just don't see him carrying a team to the playoffs DeRozan's a nice complimentary they got two nice players they have two players who will put them um uh, in the conversation but for like the eighth seed again they're 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 seeing the eighth seed and if they hit, you know, almost they, they get the ninth seed in the West, which is not great. You just don't get a great, you know, they, they can't get a good draft pick. They're the anti-Memphis Grizzlies because their players are just older. And, you know, they, a, a lot of teams won't do a, uh, a hard reset. The, the, the San Antonio Spurs just won't do our, like, the, the San Antonio Spurs should be like, you know, just whatever picks you have for DeRozan, whatever picks you have for Aldridge, give them to us and we'll, and we'll you know, suck for a couple of years. They, that's just not in their DNA, it feels like. It's hard to know what they're up to. I mean, we, no one ever really knew what they're up to, anyways. And then that's it. they just kind of slipped off into to, to purgatory there. Um, they'll, they'll 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 be good enough to pit, to ruin a lot of people's nights. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Enough to enough to just make things miserable and piss you off, and your and your Spurs PTSD will come flying back. Um, yeah. Um, the Timberwolves. Uh, I. The, Timberwolves, I, I, yeah, the Timberwolves. I just went back to the old Timberwolves and just glazed over them when I saw their name come up, which is really, which is really weird, you know, because they've got one of the, if one could argue, when it comes to skill sets, one of the best, one of the top, what, three or four centers in the NBA. Really playing a different style of basketball than yep. most most guys his size. I don't, I, I don't know if it's, is it like this on your Twitter, but like I and I refuse to watch the video now, but I don't know which website is it. Continually, the, the tweet appears on my timeline constantly. Says. D'Lo and uh, is that his nickname? I don't even know what the hell he goes by. Uh, <laughs> and 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 Cat are building something special in Minnesota, and it's like a video, but I refuse to watch it. Oh, um, I haven't seen it, so yeah, dude, it's weird. It just pops up all the time, and I I, I just it's I don't it know how. Yeah, it will because he said it because they're always listening. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. What do you think? What What are your thoughts on Minnesota? I mean, they got the number one pick, right? Um, uh, they they got you know the you know, they now have a full season with D'Lo, and I just think the West is so hard. And like the off season, they were they did okay. They had the number one draft pick, but the number one draft pick does not necessarily mean like I mean we we don't think I who even got drafted number one Anthony Edwards, um Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I'm I have a, no idea. That's a great point. <laughs> I don't yeah I don't even know if that makes a huge difference in this year. Um, you know he he's not he's not LeBron James. He's not Anthony Davis. Like he's. He's more along the line of something that's going to take two or three years to, to reach some uh, potential. You know, he's along the line. He's like Andrew Wiggins, you know. Um, oh, and so <laughs> I know, weird, right? Um, but yeah, so like I'm a. So I agree that your top eight teams, and we'll get to your top eight teams here in just a second. Um, and then you know, Portland is interesting. I don't think the the Wolves are interesting enough. Uh, I, I'm going to think a little bit harder cause I, I'm going to grab a 10 cause I think there are probably 10 teams that we should be paying attention to. And maybe the wolves is the 10th team. I don't know. Uh, it's not Memphis. It's not maybe Maybe it's Houston. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard with those guys. So, 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. Yeah, I, I, I could be convinced. I could be convinced of uh, Memphis being your tenth. Um, yeah, because because they're gonna play. They're just gonna. They're not. There's not that much incentive for them to lose. Um, it's not, it would be nice to get. Like, there's something about just even like even if you're like a playoff team, you win games and your your young guy gets those wins. You know, John Morant hits a game winner. You know, and um, uh, that that. That that really builds your young guy up. You want your young guy to get wins under his belt. So and and they felt the pressure last year in that play-in game. So and I, I guess this year the playoff teams I'm a eight nine because uh, this year eight nine uh, seven eight nine ten are going to play in that playoff game, right? So yeah, I guess I guess um, we could have a playoff this year. Yeah, we broke down the entire playoffs and then uh, really just forgot that the structure is not even the same. Yeah. So, uh, which, 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 what, if we did hear the way we described the, described the East, we were dead on. All those teams could make it at the bottom. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. right. So we have to talk ourselves into 10, right? So, yeah. Portland, could, yeah. In a, in a playing game, you're right. Portland, I, I like their chances. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, New Orleans is, is, is one of those tricky ones. Like, I'm, uh, like, they, I think they could end up eight. I think they could also lose to Portland in the playoff, in a, in a playing game. Like, I'm, uh, I think you're right. The, the, um, the uh, NBA is pushing Zion on, on us, and um, but like, do you think they have an experience? Do you think they have enough to to play and, and, and win games when it matters? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's I really don't know. That's that's great analysis on my end. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, that's what the, we do. Now the NBA definitely tries to push certain narratives. And uh, they they want Zion. They want Zion even more. They want Anthony Davis to be great. So um, there always seems to be a way. Um, right. So it's so weird that they like they they push so hard against Luca, which is like the obvious guy, and Zion isn't. And yet they're like, oh Zion, like he's our next savior of the NBA. There's a lot of Luca love out there too, though. But yeah, they definitely. Uh, yeah, they they they've deemed Zion the guy for a while. That's yeah, that's great analysis. Why? What about the X's and the O's of the players mm-hmm. and the experience? No, the NBA just NBA just wants him there, so they'll figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, well, the, you know, the NBA brought this on themselves. Um, must, must, you, be the, must be must be the David Stern effect still right. circling in my brain. You um, uh, you're really, you've been really high on the Golden State Warriors all you know all off season, and um, Clay definitely the, derailed that for the sure. Clay, yeah, the Clay really hurt. And uh, you know, I, I'll repeat my position like like their depth doesn't. And I, Tony Jones actually got attacked for this all last night, but um. Uh, um, like their depth just seems like it just doesn't seem as strong as when they had, you know, that AI team, that Bogut team, that Sean Livingston team, and that really helped that, those Golden State Warriors out because um, they didn't need to play as as much as they did because uh, those the, the backups were were really. I mean, Andre Iguodala was a former All Star coming off the bench for them, and just like you know, he he wasn't what he was, but like he was still probably a starter on almost every other team and coming off being your sixth or seventh man off the bench and. Well, that was a big deal when he started. They started having him come off the bench because he was the max player they brought in with the younger guys, right? right? Yeah. You know, th- 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 thank you, thank you, Utah Jazz for making that happen. 
Um, to Golden State, like you still you, you still have them at seven. Like Steph Curry is just is, is really good. Um, but then you know like, if Draymond Green doesn't reach the same levels as he did, they have James Wiseman, but again, you know a rookie and a COVID year. Andrew Wiggins. Uh, what really excites you about this Golden State team? I, I guess I'm just riding solely on the experience that they've got based upon the things that and the clay the clay blow is a heavy one, but you know theoretically they still got enough pieces who've been there before. The depth is definitely def, definitely a concern, but uh, I I do think that uh, I don't know I it just I don't you you've got a lot of key pieces. That's the part that's hard to know if they're going to play and run it out completely and how much effort they're going to give. Um, uh, with with their with their key pieces because I know it's not the three or four they had before, but you know, you still have Steph and Draymond and, and Wiggins uh, is uh, he, he, it's hard because is Wiggins bad or is Wiggins just not what we thought he was? So that's an interesting thought exercise, too, is yep. uh, he, he's not what he was drafted or thought he was going to be. But is he a bad player? I'm not sure. And how did does he get better? Uh, you know, having some 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 people, some solid veterans around him who've been there before, because, yes, he was on the team for the latter part of the year, but he he, he didn't get it. He didn't get to really play with the. With, he didn't uh, get to play with know, Steph at all. Well, he didn't get to play with Steph or Draymond or even we all know that Steve Kerr wasn't even coaching. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and the 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 Ubre piece is interesting. I mean, that's that's four. Yeah, Ubre, I thought that, Ubre was that, there, that's, right. Yeah, that's four good pieces. And yeah. and I, I don't know. I, it, okay, it, so it, it, may, it may it may not happen. It's it's weird, but it, it's weird to think though that like in my mind, as great as Clay is, one piece like that suddenly catapults them. So maybe I've been miss. miss so I don't know. So here's them. Uh, so here's the thing. So one game playoffs. So say they're seventh seed. Which one of these teams beats the the Warriors in a one game playoff? Pelicans, Blazers, Grizzlies, Clippers. Uh, no, I don't think anyone beats them. That, I think that's where for one game or two games, that's where the Steph Curry effect okay. take over. Much, right. much like I like, much like I like Dame in a one game playoff, even at eight or nine. You know, I think I think it's you'd have to do something really special to beat. You know, even a, a, a low depth, uh, you know, depleted. If you still got those two those two guys alone, I think you it's right. hard to have a seven move. game seven game series um, uh, without home court advantage. The Warriors without home court advantage. Who who do they beat? Uh, Suns, Nuggets, Mavericks, Jazz, Clippers. Uh, none of them. I don't think they beat any of them. I think what a weird, what a weird team, right? Like like so yeah, I, like confusing. they're exactly the seventh seed. It's what in your mind like they're, they're going to be no higher, no lower. Yeah, they've they've solidified themselves, and I, they definitely got me questioning a lot of things now. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that was fun. Let's do that again. All right. Um, so Phoenix Suns, uh, which I, I think a week ago I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said the Phoenix Suns um, could either be like way above the Utah Jazz. Or beat the Jazz in the playoff series. Yeah, I think I was being a. a uh, I think I was had a bit of troll in me, and I said they would make the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> um, uh, the, the thing about Chris Paul is that you know, it's it, it's tricky because he seems to be overrated and underrated at the same time, uh, depending on what it is. I he, he then a Chris Paul team outside of his early years in New Orleans always seems to make the playoffs, right? They always seem to be there, and I think last year uh, with Oklahoma City, he obviously overachieved. Um, there is there is some good young pieces in Phoenix, whether we as Jazz fans want to admit it or not. Some good potential, and so he's I don't know he 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 did he did a lot with very little in 
Oklahoma City. So I don't know. Right. It, it would be it, I don't know. I don't want to say Chris Paul is going to do those things, um, but I, he just something like Devin Booker and Chris Paul vaults the Phoenix Suns into it. Like the a lot of us think they're a playoff team now, right? Just because Chris Paul is that good, and he's like it doesn't. It's not just like he's talented. He's just so good at all the small things like the locker room stuff, the metering stuff that gets teams to get to where they need to be. Yeah, because I mean, a lot a lot of people will throw their shade at Devin Booker, and some of it justified, but also to do the things offensively he's done just can't be ignored. Like I understand that we were like obligated to get in our Dar- our our Darren Williams, our uh, <laughs> Darren Williams. That'd be a hell of a that'd be a hell of a thing. <laughs> to get into our Donovan Mitchell like defense mode and just and just just say that he can't be good, but I mean offensively the things he's done, bad team or not, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of good players on bad teams who haven't we haven't done some of those things. So right, he's he's definitely an offensive talent, and if, if there's some if he's able to make them better, um, then that's 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 very dangerous. I mean, I, I would have loved to see Chris Paul on the Jazz, and it was floated. It was it, I don't know it was floated in reality, but I would have I would have swapped Connolly for. Chris Paul not even thought twice about it. I um, uh, I tried to in a in a in a fake draft that we did. So <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw you also try to convince yeah convince Amber I think to give him up. That was one of my my favorite podcasts. Is you guys just threw garbage her way. Yeah, Amber's her name, right? Yeah. And hey, well, the to, funny thing is, in the fake draft, in the fake draft, she was the Thunder GM, and so um, it it cost me Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal, but I got it done. Um, oh, you did you you did make it happen, good man. With with Amber, yeah, exactly. In the fake draft, I'm like, sweet, we did it. Um, Denver Nuggets, so we're saving the Nugget pouch right now. Nuggets at five. Nuggets seem to exceed regular season expect- expectations every year when they, it feels like they should be a five or six seed every year. Um, so what's different this year? Uh, I, I think that they, they definitely lost some pieces in the offseason, right? Um, uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, you know, our favorite, our favorite boy, Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they they, they lost some. Uh, it, I'm not the first person to say this, but they lost some athletic pieces, right? They lost, and and there's some there's un, some unknown commodities replacing them that could be interesting. Um, MPJ is the great unknown, I think, because he didn't really play much the full season, so he he could swing everything. So for as much talent as they lost, or athleticism they lost, uh, having that type of player or potential could could really make things very dicey. I mean, it's not really in my mind about the Nuggets getting worse per se, but I've just, in my mind, I think this is finally the time that the Jazz, you know, capitalize on what they can be. While the Nuggets always seem to hit those expectations, I think, uh, why not? I'm a Jazz fan. I'm going to say the Jazz this year are going to finally live up to that that billing of potential. There's a lot of solid veteran pieces there that it's not their first go around. They, they, They should be taking these things a lot more seriously. Um, the seasoning is just right. I think there's a lot of guys who have a lot of things to prove. And so I think the jazz are just going to finally live up to what they need to live up to. And I, and, and again, I've got, I've got the nuggets slotted behind the jazz and the, the Mavericks. And I think that, you know, that I, I did the, the, the Mavericks continuing their climb and Luca continuing his climb just is, is all the Uh, justification I need for, I just think those two teams live up to their potential. The nuggets probably do too. And the difference is this year, those other two teams below them just decide to actually live up to their potential and they get shuffled where you said they should, they probably should be, which is, you know, yeah, on that range. After I made my impassioned argument that they were a tier below the jazz or a tier above the jazz because of making their one shot. So in true Logan <laughs> fashion, I will spin in circles. 
Hey, well, that's a West man, right? Now, like it changes every day, and again, the West is just open. So, um, you said the Mavericks. Uh, Luca's just so good that really, like, because Kristaps is not back yet, but Luca's so good that you're probably a playoff team, regardless of who you put around him, because he's just that good. He's very good, very very um, good. <clears throat> uh, Dallas or Denver in the first round? Dallas. Yep. Okay. All right. Dallas, uh, has, the, Dallas has the best player. Uh, we've we've talked about the Jazz a lot. Uh, you know, we don't probably don't need to go too far to the Jazz. So I will say this: uh, you have the Jazz and Phoenix slotted in a first round series. Time to put your money where the where your mouth is. Yeah. The, the, damn it! Why did I do that? I should have thought that about that closer. <laughs> I want to make it. I've got to say the Jazz are living up to their potential. On paper, we still are more talented than right. the Phoenix Suns. So maybe next year, um, Phoenix. Is there is there any like surprises like I'm a do you, do you think it's gonna be you know George Yang getting better me only getting minutes uh, Elijah Hughes getting minutes like do you, do you think something that you do you have a wild prediction for the Jazz um, after you know two preseason games because I know everybody else does but <laughs> yeah we've just got all the we've all got all the greatest undrafted and drafted guards in the history of mankind so I've been trying to tell um, people this for or, years or the the whole year actually so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just no. I mean, I I think the Jazz only achieve what I'm what I'm saying by good health. I don't continue to bang the drum. Good health and and that 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 top eight being what they need to be. Um, I think that the the top eight have to be good. They have to be healthy. And then I think uh, I know Jared's tried to hijack it recently, but it's all about it's all about diversity um, and flexibility in those in the in the nine through ten positions. And I I don't think that Niang is the key. I don't think Mion is the key. I don't think that Shaq. What's his name? Shaq Harrison yeah. is the key. I don't think any of those pieces individually are the key. I think that they all need to be good contributors, and whatever the, whatever is called for that night is the key. Uh, so it is good. To, it, it is good to have some of that depth. But really, yeah. the Jazz, if the Jazz are going three and doing what I'm saying they're going to do, it's got to be those eight. Yep. Um, I really hope. So. Um, uh, what I see is like I'm uh, Conley, uh, Mitchell, and Boyan playing well together because we we just haven't seen that yet. Uh, bubble before the bubble we just haven't seen those three together have like excellent nights for long stretches of the season so um that's what we want to see um yeah i i I really think that i mean honestly i think that if if one of those guys is really great it means something else went wrong um and that's you know as as much as they look good on paper some of these these you know like we love to get fascinated with nine through fifteen (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess something could happen and there could be a smaller piece that comes off. Maybe there's a Royce O'Neal injury or something and one of those guys feels in. But really, if one of those guys steps up and, and has a significant impact on the season consistently, it, in, my, in my mind, that means something else, you know, didn't go as, as planned. Right. Because, I mean, those the, the, the top eight are there for a reason and they're, we're really counting on them to be who we think they can be. Well, that's a you're building a top eight to win 16, 16 games. So um, uh, let's see if they, the Jazz have done that. Um, the Clippers. This is again, the Clippers are the enigma that can go from two. They can be down at ten. Um, they're probably going to at least have a chance to play in the playoff game. Um, anything else? I mean, we talked about the Clippers at length, so we don't we don't really need anything else, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a long shot that they, they fall completely out, but what I'm saying is they're either going to achieve what they're supposed to achieve, or they're going to. Underachieve, self yeah. to chuck. Yeah, I don't think there's any middle ground with them. Yeah. Okay, and then um, uh, so the you know, like the predominant favorite in everybody's mind, 
the LA Lakers, they who actually went and got better in the offseason of all things, changed up what won it for them last year and feel like they got better anyway. So um, what can happen to the Lakers besides injury? Do you think um, uh, the Lakers will have a problem with this year? No, there's nothing. I mean, that's yeah. the easiest analysis of them all. They are, like you said, they're one and there's two through two through the rest. Yeah, problem, the problem is that they have two top ten players. Oh, you know, Anthony Davis, who will play any position besides center. Uh, LeBron James, who will play every position that, um, uh, you know, you need him to. They went and got a, a good better scorer. A little bit of drama that Dennis Schroeder wants to be in the starting lineup as opposed to coming off the bench, but whatever. And they just have, you know, good pieces everywhere else. Kyle Kuzma, um, uh, LeBron James is hyping up this year as going to be the next guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, LeBron can, ha- Le- LeBron can handle some Dennis Schroeder drama. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll be he'll, he'll be just fine with that. Uh, you know, and it sucks when the Lakers are good because it, it sucks for it sucks a lot for anyone who's not a Laker fan. But it's also fun when they fail. So now they're top of the mountain and um, uh, mountain, excuse me. And um, uh, if uh, speaking of mountains, though, we didn't have no dirty talk. But um, the the Lakers, the, <laughs> the Lakers, top of the mountain. Um, and if they tumble, it'll be fun for almost nearly everybody in the league. So, uh, hang your hat on that. Like, you know, there's nowhere to go down for, but down for the, for the Lakers really. Um, yeah. The, the, the weird part of the Lakers go down though. I mean, I guess it'll still be enjoyable because we'll just like to see their demise, but right. it won't be, it won't be because of play, you know, it'll be because something bad happened to LeBron and then Anthony Davis suddenly's. Uh, I mean, I mean, suddenly start popping up again too. And yeah, you you get to the playoffs. I mean, you know, you just have to throw a little, a little crack in the armor sometimes in the in the playoffs. And what are these teams? Get? I mean, uh, we we all thought the Nuggets might have a chance to come back from three one against them because we saw it happen twice. You know, uh, it was the bubble. We we saw the Heat get to the to the um, uh, uh, the the finals, but nobody thought it. Um, it's just one of the, the NBA is just weird, and uh, you know, if if a team like. Golden State matches up with the Lakers and just gets hot at the right time. Maybe maybe doesn't beat them, but takes them to seven. And then you know you have you have just like really good teams in the West right now. Um, you know, but it, it is it is disappointing that the Lakers are overmatching everybody because it, it does take a lot for it to happen. So, yeah, I remember when you guys brought me on one of the first pods you guys brought me on, and I think we were talking about the playoffs at the time pre bubble, but we were, and even pre COVID for that matter. Um, we were talking about how this year felt better because the Lakers didn't feel as unbeatable as oh, like yeah. the, Gold, the Golden State Warriors of the past. And and I think peace quietly, uh, piece by piece, the Lakers are starting to solidify. They're still not as they're still not like as terrifyingly unbeatable as what those Warriors teams felt like with Durant. But they're they're inching their way more and more to where they don't feel as beatable. Yeah, um, they're um, you know me- me- methodically doing it and. Um, who knows? And that's without the season even starting. Yeah. They're all they're they're bound to make a couple of their moves throughout the season at all. All right. How about we'll how about this? The Lakers have had uh, a month and a half off, right? The less time than everybody except for the Heat. LeBron James is how old am I? Thirty. So LeBron James is thirty six. Um, still in pretty good shape, but you know, Father Time is undefeated. Um, we're playing a, a semi condensed schedule. Um, there's going to be more days where LeBron and probably AD has to take off for load management. Um, the Lakers won't be able to do that as much because you can't load manage during national televised games anymore. 
uh and yeah and then and the playoffs start like i'm uh there's fatigue right fatigue fatigue sets in i mean the the nba are, is trying to rush all this through um lebron and ad are probably still in um, at least ad ad is probably still in consideration for the olympic team um yeah i mean maybe maybe just some uh the condensed because remember in 1999 the utah jazz you know michael jordan w- w- was uh was out of the league. The league was on strike, came back and had, you know, games where they were playing back to back to back and Malone and Stockton ran out of gas. Uh, and what was probably their best team they had, um, uh, they, they were, you know, they were the best team that year, but you know, they just ran out of gas because of, of the condensed play. So maybe that plays a factor in it. Who knows? Yeah, it very well could, but everyone's playing by the same rules and, and Anthony Davis doesn't fall into the old over the hill category either though. No, wait, he uh, does, does fall the, the injury, yeah, in, the injury, in, 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 uh, injury prone. That's true. So, I mean, perhaps there's some scenario where they, you know, slip and fall and not necessarily find themselves in the one, but it, it becomes a different animal uh, in the play, playoff start, I guess. And it's, right. it's hard for so, Even if they slip to two or three somehow, because like you said, they had to load manage or something gets tweaked, tweaked along the way, or like you said, they just run out of steam. I don't know. So, Le, 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 LeBron's in that Brady category, though, where it doesn't seem to matter. Like yes, Father Time will eventually win, but will they? Maybe it won't even happen until they're fifty. It's just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, Logan. Well, um, uh, you know, for for doing an NBA preview pod where both of us weren't very excited about it, we went very long today. So let's get to the Nugget Pouch. The Nugget Pouch. Oh yes, the Nugget Pouch, which is just Antonio McDice's Nugget Pouch. So <laughs> as as I went hit pretty heavy last week and wasn't sure how I topped it, and I don't know that I've topped it tonight. Um, I, I just Googled Antonio McDyess was looking some stories up and there was actually an article I found that someone wrote this year about Antonio McDyess. There's another nugget poucher out there. Um, in 2020 the article was written and it was a good comp and side by side comparison between Blake Griffin and Antonio McDyess cool. and the similarities between the players and Chris Paul arriving, uh, Chris Paul arriving, um, in LA helping kind of change the trajectory of, of, of Blake Griffin's career and how, how similarly Antonio McDyess was athletically very similar and Jason Kidd did similar things for him, not shockingly in Phoenix. And it, uh, it revisited, it revisited the, um, the, the same story we told where he had a great year with Phoenix, uh, best year of his career. Uh, and for reasons unbeknownst to anyone had this affinity to return back to the Nuggets um, who had traded him off and weren't a good team, weren't a stable franchise. And the, the, again, it was backed up by the same story we heard. The story was even better this time I read it. They, they even kept these guys out of the arena, so they were literally standing out in the cold um, trying to, to, to work their way in. Um, so he, he, play, he played well again for the Nuggets. For the, he, was a, he played well for the next three years, but the team was never great. Um, but my favorite part was some of the teammates that he had, which I had forgotten. There was a blast from the past with uh, Rafe LaFrentz, uh, a young Chauncey Billups, Nick Van Exel, and uh, they were coached by none other than Mike D'Antoni. Had no idea he coached the Denver Nuggets. Oh. That is that is that is that is a dip into the Nugget pouch. Oh, all right. Well, well there you go. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no, that's good. Um, D'Antoni, I just... D'Antoni, D'Antoni surprised me, but also you know, D'Antoni always felt familiar though. It didn't feel like Phoenix was the first place. And I could never put my finger on it. It's like I'd heard the name before, right? It's, because, it's probably because he had the iconic mustache back then. Yeah, that's true. And they weren't doing the, the seven seconds or less. 
But uh, anytime I you just... think of Rafe, Rafe LaFrance, in, that may, he may, <laughs> Rafe, Rafe LaFrance may be taking the Antonio McDice torch, and it may be all about him now because I think I've ringed Antonio McDice for all I can ring out of him. All right. Well, and you know, I just looked up to see, to see if Antonio McDice has a Twitter account, and I can't find it. So, uh, yeah, maybe you know, maybe we can't even tag him. So, uh, Rafe, if you're just, out there, though. Yeah, I have to just go to his house. <laughs> he lives in Houston, evidently. All right. Well, um, Dragon Squatch, um, uh, Mr. Logan, you're at Dragon Squatch on Twitter. Uh, no IG, I believe. I don't know if you do or not. I'm not sure what that is, but no. Yeah. Um, uh, you got your, you got your daughter um, uh, this weekend while um, uh, uh, the two prongs of the Trinity um, uh, come to come to Utah. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's the that's the story. Something's never changed. So. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I'm glad that you're able to join me late night. I, uh, we apologize. Uh, if you're here, here for Jared's um, uh, tones, he is, uh, I hope he's snoring right now, getting ready for work. So, um, you can follow him at go to this 49, uh, on Twitter. He also runs the jazz high notes, uh, Facebook page at jazz high notes and the Instagram at jazz high notes. I am on Twitter at, at jazz high notes. I run the Twitter page. Um, yeah, and we're still doing this for a little bit longer, at least. Uh, we saw, we'll have one more episode before Christmas, I assume, and then we'll hit the new year, uh, strong. So, uh, Logan, anything else? No, your poor listeners, they, like they, you brought me in and you stopped bringing on guests and then you kicked Jared out. And so now it's just me. They get to hear my <laughs> terrible tone. I'm, 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 I'm hoping we get the guests we were supposed to have this week next week because I did listen to that pod and I've got I've just got so many good questions. They, yeah, yeah you wrote that in your notebook. Oh, yeah. it's in the notebook, so it's not going anywhere. It's you know, right. some of it's yeah. I won't say anymore, but I'm, I like looking, it. I like I'm, it. I'm excited. Uh, thank you to um uh, at at the fit pastor AJ. Um, I hope all things are going well with him in, in COVID times. Uh, we did an extra long NBA preview pod, uh, a lot longer than we thought. So. Which we know, we, we know or don't know if he if that was asking to come on and talk that has not been confirmed. AJ, if um, you want to come on and talk, dude, you are you 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 know you have the open invite. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, um, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>